0: What is up, 5 fans? I And welcome to the very first edition of Sports Not Scrap Report. I am Jason Burgles and I'm joined by my guy, the Tupac of MMA reporting, the one and only Anthony Walker. And for our very first episode, we have the great pleasure of being joined by one of the very best bantamweights on the planet. And he is just a couple of months removed from a fantastic win at UFC 287. And that man I speak of this is the UFC's new fighting father, or should I say fighting papa? And he is the one,
1: the only. Rob Fon, Senor Font, thank you so much for the time tonight. Of course, man. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Appreciate the introduction, man. You, you know, you're a fucking <laughs> professional. <laughs> thank you. That's why I got the fancy shirt on, just for the intro. Just for the intro.
0: So, okay. So, first question now. So for the work with sports, not I often have to use like Google and and using like the people also ask questions and stuff like that. It's a guide for like articles and whatnot. So which made me ponder what the questions were for you, and I love the wording for the top question on Rob Font, and that is is Rob Font Puerto Rico. <laughs> so let's let's end the debate here and now. Rob, are you in fact the entire island of Puerto Rico? I, Google I, must know. I am definitely not the whole
1: island, but I am Puerto Rico. <laughs>
0: all right so google google you have the answer rob <laughs> is not the entire island of puerto rico so so moving on from that now so you know let's let's moving on for this major question you know you had the big win recently fantastic win in april but it came you know after two tough losses against elite fighters and stuff like that how does something like that affect like your approach to when you go back into negotiations after the win you know do you you do you go ask for the top fighter do you just want to take what's offered you got to be a company man hey i lost some fights i'm winning on you know, I'll, I'll take whatever you guys want as long as it's a good fight. Or or, are you, you know, you've been around the game long enough. Are you the type of guy that's like, look, I'm looking for certain things that gets me to where I need to go that checks off certain boxes. Like, what what point are you at this point in your career, especially after the win?
1: Man, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of easy, bro. I, we, once we got the uh, – I'm just looking for a, a, another four-fight deal. And then, again, whoever they put in front of me, I'm taking them out. Um, you know, I feel like I, I could be that guy after this next win and kind of like – you know, I guess like sit out or 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 demand a little extra or or even kind of like wait out a certain fight. You know, after this win, but you know, coming back, beating a number twelve guy, you kind of don't you don't have that kind of leverage to kind of even play with them. So it's kind of like you know, I'm happy to fight. I'm 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 glad they're keeping me busy and um you know I'm, I'm, I'm basically yeah I guess I'm a company man. I'm here I'm
2: here to fight. You know. Well, Rob, um, I want to ask you a little bit more about that Giannis fight. Fantastic performance, and leading up to it, um, there was there was talk about the the so called power differential between you and, and your opponent. A lot of references were made to the Aldo and, and Vera fights, uh, and and sort of the power differentials that might have existed in those matchups. Did did you take any of that to heart, and did that affect your strategy at all? That you came out there wanting to prove something in particular, to prove those naysayers wrong. No, no, not at all, man I you know, like um, you know, fighting you know Jose
1: Aldo and obviously Cheeto, you know it, it didn't go my way, but you know, um it, it wasn't like it wasn't like it took any anything out of me, you know, it wasn't like you know the comments or even the, the naysayers took anything I just I knew you know, I knew what, what I did that night, I knew what I didn't do that night, and I knew and I still know what I still can do, so it was more of like uh you know, just I just needed the time to kind of like heal up. Get back on track and 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 go back to doing what I what I know I can do. You know, um, as far as the power goes, you know, what I'm saying everybody's powerful once they're getting hit. You know, you ain't clean shots, especially when you're clean shots you don't see. You know, um, I would say Aldo definitely had pure power, man. He, he's like my I felt like my face broke when he hit me, but then like <laughs> I was getting hit with shots I didn't see from Cheeto. so it's kind of like you know, like I, I kind of felt both of that. You know, you getting hit with guys and just clean pure power then also shots you don't see regardless they all kind of suck so it's kind of like um you know like you know like I, I knew I knew what, what, what happened that night I knew what I could, what I was capable of I knew Adrian even had power if, if I let him hit me and, and you know he did get a couple shots off too and it was more of like a, you know like just stick in there keep that chin down and go to work because I know the moment I touch him like, I can I, I put him away and that's exactly what happened I, I rattled him turned turned up the uh, combinations and footwork a little bit and finally found that
2: all right so I'm, i i want to go a little bit deeper into your recovery from the from the acl injury I, I know a previous interview you talked about how during that time off you had to turn down a, a proposed fight with frank yeager and you know frank yeager being one of the legends i know that was a a, a tough thing to do um but when you came back against Giannis it it almost seemed like you were you were making up for lost time with that. Was was that the case? Like trying to get back that year that you lost?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it was uh, definitely you know one of those like like you know I just want to get back in the win column. But like I, I've also like you know I've I've I've, I've sat out for years. I know what it was. Um, you know I just it was, but I've never lost two in a row and sat out. So it was kind of like you know losing two in a row, sitting out for a year. You know, there's there's a lot of like there's a lot of like you know obviously. Questions people had for me, you know, what saying, like, and I knew, I knew the answer. Just, I just, I just needed the right opportunity to go out there and do it. And you know, saying the UFC gave it to me, you know, UFC two eighty seven, huge card, pay per view, Miami, sold out crowd, and and I think it was just, the, it was like the perfect opponent to to kind of come back to. Now,
0: you know, the the big story in at the top of the division, Charles Malley getting his title fight. In our rankings, which aren't altered to hype the fights that are coming up, he is. At the back end of the top five, is this is that situation something you look at? You know, you like understand because this is as much entertainment as it is a sport in this business. Or is there frustration? Like this is no, I, I, this, is, I, I, this
1: is ridiculous. I get it, man. I wish I was in his spot right now. You know, if I, if I, was, if I was in his spot, I would, I would have been laughing. You know, so he's he's doing his thing, man. Like, I, I can't, I can't hate him, hit on him at all. Like I, I, uh, I like what he's doing. He's, you know, he's, he's got to, he's got to the belt. Uh, it kind of feels like he kind of skipped the line. And it's like, you know, why not? If you can, you know, I guess, you know, especially in this game, you know, so it's kind of like, I get it, you know, and um know, nah, man, like keep doing your thing, more power to him, you know, I, I just, I just, you know, I just, I just got to get, get back to doing what I'm doing. But I, I, uh, I see what he's doing, man. It's, 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 he's probably one of the smartest in the game.
2: Well, like you said, you, you would be willing to take his place, right? So um let's let's dive a little bit deeper in that you're ranked number seven um last i saw the rankings right still number seven unless that that, unless that change (laughs) so number seven you're um on this main card with uh bantamweight title fight at the top of the card uh henry cejudo and 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 vera supposed to be you know at the top of this card. like so 292 comes up are you are you thinking about being available as a backup is this is this something in your mind, like kind of waiting on that call from Sean Shelby?
1: I mean, no, you know, like I feel like, you know, like I feel like they're gonna the fight's gonna happen. You know, obviously if they happen. Hell yeah, of course. You know, but, like I don't, I don't think that's even, especially if this far out. Like I mean, nah, I mean, like I said, I, I probably wouldn't even be the guy to get the call to, honestly, but. But they give like if, if some shit crazy shit happens and I'm now I'm in Boston already. Of course I'm stepping in. You know, uh, but <laughs> if else, I don't really think I'm not. Uh, you know, saying Sean Shab's giving me that call. You know,
2: <laughs> well, just as far as the matchups are concerned, what, what do you think of those fights, particularly that title fight? Like, how do you see that playing out?
1: It's great, man. Great fight. You know, uh, Jermaine doing his thing. Uh, obviously, amazing grappling. Um, Solid striking, um, a little, little awkward at times, but he, he figures it out. It's his own little kind of style where he's, he's kicking and punching and all different kind of angles, adding in the takedowns. And, you know, then you have O'Malley, which is, is long. He's rangy, um, you know, he's real great with footwork. He's he's in and out. He's spinning. You know, he, he's confident. He, he's, he's, uh, he has a lot of momentum on his side right now. So it's kind of like this is just, this should be interesting. Um, obviously, on paper, you got to give uh, – the striking advantage to O'Malley and then the grappling advantage to uh, Aljamain, and it's going to be more of like who who can who can kind of like get to that their game plan first, and and, and keep that, and kind of like keep pushing that pace, and it's, it's going to be fun, exciting five five rounds, um, you no know, main event. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna, I think it's going to have a big big fight feel to it.
2: What's, what's your prediction?
1: Prediction. That was tough. I'm I'm, still, I'm leaning towards the champ. Just, I think I'm leaning towards the champ, but I got,
2: you, you called know, it right I, last time, so I, I figured yeah. you, you're gonna keep your <laughs> your streak of predictions alive. So yeah, you, you did last <laughs> time, it, so I'm leaning,
1: leaning towards the champ, man. It's gonna be entertaining. It's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think uh, you know. Uh, I think he's gonna take a couple of big shots coming in, get, uh, get into that clinch, and and and, and you know, that's gonna it's gonna make it exciting. I think he's gonna get hit with. You know, big uppercuts knees, certain certain little things that, like, I think, you know, like the natural, longer-ranger striker uh, lands against kind of the, the wrestler. But I think he's just – I don't th- i don't think he can be able to – I don't think O'Malley can be able to do it for more than three rounds. And the actual fourth and fifth round with, with that guy coming at you, it's going to be a tough. And I just think he just kind of, like, pulls it off. He um, wins a decision on this one.
0: And there's another massive like, – away fight on that car vera versus a hudo i mean well i've I obviously got to ask what are your thoughts on that but also is a kind of maybe like a, a bucket list maybe fight i mean because of his stature and god that feels like classic boxing puerto rican star mexican star you know mexican-american i mean that seems like a perfect fight too yeah i been yeah i
1: i would have been awesome Like, um that'd be real cool to get, come back and i'll see uh get the fight uh say uh say hudo, but you know it ain't happening but i i i like the the vera you um, know in, in Cheeto fight, I'm sorry, uh, Henry Cejudo fight. I think uh I would like to see a more five round fight. I think uh, five yeah. rounds it'd be probably a little yeah. better for for Cheeto. Uh, he kind of starts off slow, but if he doesn't start off slow and 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 you know like uh, yeah man, I think I think it's gonna be a great fight. I think yeah, obviously you got to give the edge the wrestling, but. As far as fighting and just making it happen and getting dirty, you got to give it to so, Cheeto. So it definitely makes an entertaining fight. And he's always in it. He's always in those type type of fights. So it's uh, it's going to be exciting, man. They, they stacked the card on this one. Man. I'm excited for this
0: <laughs> Now, I kind of sort of referenced your contract situation a little bit, but I, I wanted to ask about that. Maybe you can give us more insight because, you know, you know, been around the game a long time, established name, great fighter, now father and changes perspective a little bit. Like when your contract comes around and, and you test value, which I really think you should and hope you do because every fighter should a lot of fighters in boxing i mean in, in mma are going to like boxing and, and bare knuckle boxing in, in particular you are a fantastic striker if that time came where you went to test your value would something like bare knuckle or just boxing in, in general interest you if, to pull you away from mma
1: uh definitely probably more boxing i don't know about bare knuckle i mean <laughs> you know, i don't know about that i mean like all right we'll see i guess <laughs> you know but i like, probably more boxing. <laughs> you know i definitely i definitely want to get in like I've always wanted to get in a couple of boxing matches. Anyways, you know, um, like I, I, I uh, so I could definitely see me getting in there, um, mixing it up. But like, man, that's, that's tough though, because like I, like I have so much respect for these high level boxers. it's like I wouldn't just, I wouldn't play around with it. It would have to be something serious. Ideally, a better matchup for me, you know. So it's kind of like, like if I got into that, <laughs> but like, but like yeah, no, I definitely want to get in there and mix it up a little bit. So you wouldn't jump into the terrible Floyd Mayweather exhibition tour opponent? I mean, that, no, I definitely would. Uh, for Floyd, of course. <laughs> oh, get the bag, get yeah, the bag, Something like that, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, see, it's funny, like, nah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to take my time with that. I got I got, a I got a lot of respect for the boxers. I get what they're doing, and I appreciate what they're doing. Like, I, I, I aspire to boxers all the time, and it's always it's just, it's just rough. It's just a rough day, so
0: one more for me and maybe anthony has another but going again to that mention and being a father and stuff like that it, it changes a, a, any person's life when you become a father you have to take care of a person how much has it changed for you you are a fighter everyone knows that it follows the sport you, you kind of have to be uh you know selfish when fight time comes around and that's the, that's the best way for success but now being a father and everything like that how does that change your perspective and training and just your overall outlook on the sport and and overall look long-term in the sport
1: man, man honestly it's it's been pretty smooth bro like like i got a i got a <laughs> I got all-star as, as a wifey you know she she's there i um obviously my, my mom's 10 minutes down the road my uh have oh. you know, these moms 10 minutes down the road so it's kind of like and i think i think we, we we had kids at the right time you know like you know so we're not that young and i'm not just starting in my, in my career so like we're 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 pretty good in a. Uh, in uh we're in a good position right now, and I feel like it's just—it's like a bonus, you know. Um, Kathy's always been great with kids. She's ever since I've known her. She's always babysitting and cousins, whoever, her friends' babies. So she's always been around kids. Her mom um, owned a daycare, so it's kind of like they, it's like it's 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 almost too easy, you know. It's like so it's like we get kids. <laughs> um, like I said, it's a bonus. Even like like last fight, week, it, it was it was it was like it wasn't like a burden it was like it was just like we just kept smiling like to get to kind of like do this with her now and, and kind of like experience all the the fight week stuff all the travel and we just got our, our little best friend with us you know so it's kind of like excuse me it has been like I said it's been it's been awesome um but as far as like the the the, the pressure and all that like it's there but it's more of a motivator. like it's like now i like i have her eyes on me and like it's kind of like you know if if i don't you know not necessarily perform but if i don't like do that extra rep or if i, if I take that extra day off i, I gotta like look her at, look, look at her and explain <laughs> that to her so i kind of like, kind of like you know like i, I try to try to like, set myself up with that like i can't go go home and explain why you know why i'm home early because i you know i wanted to skip out so it was like you know we, we locked up the schedule i'm um you know i'm there Monday and, and Wednesday, and Friday to make sure I put her down. Tuesday, and Thursday is a little later, so I don't I don't put it down for sleep. But besides that, I'm there. You know, she's always there. She's always with us. She's always in the gym with us. And it's just like I said, it's been a, a blessing, plus a bonus, and, and like uh, almost needed at the time. I guess I would say, um, like especially right after those two months, people were like you guys are fucking nuts, man. Like he a lot going on. Also, like, oh, awesome. like, we got a baby and a dog all in like the same year, and it's like just oh, you know, just and then. Showing up, went out there and handled business, but it was like you said, like it's, it's all been a blessing. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a great. I'm enjoying it every day. We just took it to the for first swim lesson uh, on, on Tuesday, so you know we added that to the schedule. So it goes from strength and conditioning. I get home, swim lesson, get back, take a nap, and I'm back out to the to the boxing gym. So it's like, it's been pretty easy, you know. And like at that, like bro, it's been crazy because she sleeps so well to where like she's like. Fuck! Oh. It's like <laughs> so. It's kind of like I'm just like, my hands up. And I'm, Anthony, I'm, how I'm, your baby sleep? I'm
2: t- guessing they don't sleep that well. Man, way. I'm like, not at I'm all. Like, you fuck. see these bags under my eyes, right? So, I, so Rob, I swear, I was gonna ask you about the baby sleeping because I've got two toddlers, I've got a puppy. Also, this house is always chaotic. I had to kick everybody out so I can get this done in peace. So I just wanted to know when you slept, but you're you're fortunate. Like your you, your girl sleeps <laughs> Crazy, and. Like, she, I mean, you're on yeah, top of the world right now, man. I'm out here yeah, struggling. Man, like, like,
1: honestly, bro, like it's like it's like she it's like sometimes I almost want to wake her up. I'm like, yo, can we wake her up? Like, I, I want to see her. You know, like it's kind of like she's, she's she's pretty like consistent. She's always been like that. She's it's just it's it's pretty cool to see. Her. Like she she prefers to be in her crib by herself. She doesn't even want to like be in the bed or nothing like that. She, she's like, yo, leave me alone. Like she gets upset if, if and it's, like as making kind of like no, just put me in in my in my crib and. I'm like, <laughs> And she'll go, sometimes when we, we bake, like she will we'll drop her off at her, uh, Kathy's mom's house and she'll call us, she'll be like, yo, she's still sleeping. Like, so am like, so there's nothing wrong. She's like, no, she's just sleeping. And it's kind of like, it's like she, like her mom can't believe that that baby sleeps that much. And then when she, she wakes up, she's chilling, feed her, her, oh, no, I'm sorry, not bathe her, give her a diaper. And then after that, she's just looking around like, what's up? Like, it's, it's the coolest thing ever. Like After my last fight, we, like, we, we, we I got back, It's probably like, I'll say maybe like one o'clock, get back, probably have at least I don't know, maybe like 10 people in the in the room with us. She just gets up, like nothing, and just hangs out the whole night, like just watches us the whole night. And it's kind of like she's been like that ever since. It's, it's pretty cool. Is there, everybody you know, telling me. Trick to have another one, like the second one probably won't be. Oh no, the second one—that's what they get you.
2: That's what they get you. That first one, that first one is totally setting the way for you to just get get bamboozled for that that second kid. I'm telling you, because Rob, right now the way you describe things, I want you to tilt your camera down so I can see the floor light up like the like the Billie Jean video every time you make a step. (laughs) That is good fortune at its best. Yeah,
1: she's cool.
2: Wow,
0: Billie Jean reference on the first episode.
1: Well done, Anthony. Yeah, Yeah, no, she's (laughs) cool, man. So I, like, uh, fight week was awesome. So I can't wait. I can't wait to bring her out to to this fight week. Like I said, it's like, you know, it's like, it's when it's fucked up too. It's like everybody like hit us with the horror stories like about how our hard labor was and how your life was ruined. And once they start crawling, it's all over. And it's so I'm like, I, I, it hasn't been like that at all. It's been like, you know, I can't wait to chase her around. It's kind of been like like the the like. Shit, me and Kathy were like bawling, like two weeks before she 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 gave birth. It it, it was just like everything went smooth. She was working out the whole time. The the I felt like me and the nurse could have could have delivered the baby. The doctor was in there for, like two minutes. It was like it just clockwork. It was like in and out. It was it was just like all right. And it's just like we I'm like let's get the fuck out of here. Something's gonna go wrong. Like, I'm like what the hell's going on? <laughs> like, like yeah, man. Like I said, like I. I, I still can't. I, I can't stop cheating, man. She, she's the shit. Like I thought, fighting was cool. It's like being a parent is, is, is the coolest shit ever.
2: Sure, words right, have not so... been spoken, man. That is uh, <laughs> that is nothing but the truth, man. Uh, I appreciate
0: it. So, Rob. Thank you so much for the time. If you want to stay, you're more than welcome, but if you, you gotta go, I understand, but thank you so much for the time, man. You're, you're the, you're the best. I love talking to you. Thank you so
1: much, man. Guys, thanks for having me on. going me get back out and try to go wake this baby up and see what's up. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: appreciate it. your time, Rob. All
0: right. So, I mean, we'll continue on. I mean, we have a lot of topics to, to talk about in, in, in this record. Uh, so first, the, the first thing I wanted to get to, because it really deserves merit and you, sir, deserve some shine and you deserve some attention. Over on Ringside Intel, a sister site of Sports not our own Anthony Walker has an article up going in depth on the recent allegations on Conor McGregor and just the, the history and everything. And, and I just wanted you to, to just kind of give a, a verbal version of that thing, because it's a great piece. Everybody go look for it on Ringside. Uh, also mention, since Rob was here, go look at our Bantamweight rankings on Sports. Not Rob is is much higher than he is in the UFC. Um, but just you know, just tell me, just go into depth about your your idea. Of, is Conor McGregor a predator or is he a victim?
2: Yeah, I, Jason, I, I appreciate the, um, the the intro there and and the kind words about the piece. Like I, when the news broke that Conor McGregor was being investigated by. The Miami-Dade Police Department, uh, the NBA, Miami Heat, and the UFC was conducting their own investigation into an alleged uh, sexual assault. You know, it, it didn't feel like this was new territory. Like, we've kind of been down this road. I mean, the, the details behind the the story, as it's been told uh, in the police reports, are are more gruesome than what we've heard uh, about in the past that McGregor has been connected to. But it's, it felt familiar in the sense that we have this routine of him being accused of something just really despicable. And it, it follows this very familiar cycle. Um, and, and I don't want to presume. Let me, let me just interrupt yeah, you right there. Sorry, just for the people that maybe didn't
0: read the articles, Conor McGregor, the, the allegations on him is in at the game for the Miami heat. He is a woman alleged she was escorted by security, Miami Heat NBA security, to a bathroom where Connor was waiting in a handicap booth, forced him, her, himself on her, tried to kiss her, turned her around, tried to do more, and she had to fight her way out. So this is serious allegations against him. But yeah.
2: yeah like there was there was the repeated quote that she saw in all the news articles um, that she was, quote, violently um, raped. Mm-hmm. That that was that that was the 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 exact verbiage that said violently was always highlighted and it was it was a pretty gruesome yeah. attack the way it's described it was just absolutely reprehensible yeah. um and even though there was a video of him and the accuser like almost looked like he was leading her in you know into the bathroom and it wasn't that she was being forced by security and there were things that were contradictory that, that were contradictory to the the initial reports but it's still Conor McGregor was in this position and he repeatedly finds himself in this position. So I just wanted to pose the question, is he actually a serial predator or is he someone who, because he does this every time, like he's accused of something and he vehemently denies it. Is he a victim of his own success in, in that way? And I think I, I, I don't think he's a victim here. I think what we're seeing, if he is innocent and let's because let, I, I want to reiterate, I'm not trying to presume guilt. We should not, uh, especially in the position that we're in with the platform that we have, should not go out, go out um, presuming guilt on, on this man. Let the justice system do, do what it does. But if you're constantly finding yourself on the wrong side of these sort of allegations, and you have this pattern of erratic behavior and and violent behavior, don't don't forget about the man that got punched in the bar uh, for denying him uh you know i guess respect or whatever for the proper 12 whiskey yep. the the guy who outside the miami hotel who had his phone snatched and smashed because he was trying to take a picture of mcgregor and then yeah there was, um, i forgot about that some musician some italian musician that he apparently oh, broke yeah. his nose and i forgot
0: about that too then there
2: was then did the story about some woman that that Jesus. um that he apparently punched and kicked on his yacht and she was so afraid for her life that she dove off the yacht and had to be rescued by some other just random boat that happened to be there there's a very disturbing pattern of behavior here and at the very best at the very best this is a person who's making very poor decisions and putting themselves in very compromising positions and and that's sort of what I was getting at in the piece, like this, is someone who is not making the decisions that someone with his level of fame and success should be making. This doesn't have the right people around him to insulate him from some of the foolishness yeah. that he seems to tie himself up into. Um, yeah, this is a lot to unpack. I mean, no matter no matter what way you look at it, Conor McGregor is definitely headed in the wrong direction, and could very well be one of those tragic tales that you know that celebrities can tell forever and ever someone who had all this potential in the world, who had all the opportunity that squandered it by doing something stupid and ruining lives in the process. And I think it really puts a spotlight. Just, uh, I love the
0: industry, but how ugly the fight sports are because this is, he's not anything new. He he's just in the long line of famous fighters that are fairly ugly people away from the cage, a cage or from the ring. I mean, it, in in the big four sports, this doesn't happen. You know, the, like, for example, a players recently gambling is like a big scandal and everybody's going crazy about in the NFL. And, and we, we saw what happened with Greg Hardy. He he made his mistakes. He got a second chance. And once he wasn't good enough anymore, he was gone. He had to go do MMA and boxing. He's failed there too. You know, th- there's, there's a little bit, at least a little bit more ramifications in the big four sports, though they're not perfect. But in fight sports, like – he should have been a guy that got released or cut, especially since the losses. But it's all about the money. It's all about what you can do. And 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 he, they just. I mean, this is a company that he worked for that the president was seen on video smacking his wife and had no punishment for it. You know, this is the kind of things we're dealing with. And they just got into bed, hit a merger with WWE. As a WWE fan, loved in my entire life, with a guy who runs the company. Vince McMahon, a genius, and he's got a terrible record too, and he was pushed out of the company for a short time because of a scandal in terms of of, of payoffs to, to to side chicks and all kinds of stuff. So it, but it just it's it's I think it just puts a, a ugly spotlight on the sport and but and it's like I would love to see it change, but it's not gonna change. And he's probably just gonna fight which brings me to the next question real quickly before so before we get on to the next point. Because we covered it today on Sports Not, looks like Connor's not fighting in 2023. Even yeah. though that fight was <laughs> announced months ago, dude ain't get back in the USADA pool. We need six months in the damn pool. You you were afraid of uh, Anthony Stradamus <laughs> like <laughs> three weeks ago, saying I don't think he's gonna fight, and you you looked on point. Does he does he fight at all? Does he ever come back, or was this all a chance to promote tough to promote? His new product and to promote the Netflix special.
2: I, I think this was all, you know, McGregor promotion. I, I mean, I'm always leery of the UFC announcing a fight months before it happens. Like I'm, I'm always, whenever we get we get teased with something like that, I'm like, eh, I'll believe it when they step on the scale at the weigh-ins. I'll believe it when the cage. Especially Cady's with no locks. date, no yeah. date,
0: no event, yeah. nothing. At least, Just at least show happen, me a poster.
2: Maybe. At least show me a poster with a yep. date. And then I'll start maybe yep. kind of believing it, but we've seen, we've been burnt way too many times, like burnt way too many times on way too many matchups to believe that a fight that that is that is on the books but isn't officially on the books is officially on the books. Like I, I just can't get fooled by that, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned that too in in terms of McGregor as far as if he's going to fight because that was another big piece of this as far as how the promotion can handle this latest scandal. Um, is it even worth it being in the Conor McGregor business anymore? Because if you're not fighting, you're, you're, you're not out there performing. Therefore, you're not going to draw in pay-per-view dollars if you're not actually available to fight. Um, then is this worth the headache? You know, we're, talk, we're coming off of uh, 2022. The UFC made, uh, according to the Bloody Elbow report that John Nash did, what $387 million in profit In a year that McGregor did not fight. Another record. Do you need McGregor at this point? Is it worth the PR nightmare? Like you mentioned Greg Hardy, and Greg Hardy had a purpose for when he was there, right? The ESPN deal was new. He was somebody familiar to ESPN viewers who weren't necessarily familiar with mixed martial arts because of his NFL days. So, okay, they're going to trot him out, and the the PR hit might have been worth it in their eyes but is the PR hit worth it now for someone who is repeatedly being accused of sexual assault, not to mention just random assaults in general, the same guy who like threw a dolly into a bus and destroyed a, a, a pay-per-view card. I mean, is is it worth it to still be in, in that business? And, and as far as you saw this concern, you know, I, a lot of talk is 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 out there about Usada. The he didn't make the Usada cut off, so he's not gonna be eligible to fight. Usada works for the UFC. Like Yeah. Yeah. If the UFC doesn't care about what Usada has to say, which I think McGregor would warrant them not caring if you're looking at it from a pure monetary standpoint, then they're just gonna do the same thing they did with Brock Lesnar and just give him an ex- exemption. And if he pops hot later, he pops up later that's that's the route that we can go but but that's still dependent on mcgregor actually fighting i don't i don't believe it at this point i I just don't and if i'm mcgregor why would i want to fight like i've got this wildly popular whiskey brand you know he's got a a movie coming out soon with jake gyllenhaal you know um Mm. he's got all these avenues to money and he's still someone who can who can endorse all these products and everything. You're a guy who can make millions upon millions upon millions of dollars every year on top of the millions upon millions that you already have without getting hit in the head. Why? Why?
0: Yep. I think that's a perfect way to end that. Let's move on to – so Jared Cattaneer, big win, impressive performance over Marvin Vittori last week he's not going to get a tile shot because he's coming because he's lost to Israel. If, if Alex Pajada would have beat Israel in that, in that last fight, he might've got a tile shot, but he's not going to get it. But it seems like Driscus Duplessis, he's probably going to get it. If he beat Rob Whitaker, if Rob Whitaker beats him, he's probably not going to get a tile shot just because of this whole thing with Duplessis and the the Africa thing. He's South African, Israel, he has the Nigerian connections and all this stuff. So it, it Israel is pretty much just building it up because it just interests him at this point. That's the most guy, and he and, and Plessis will have to jump several spots and, and over multiple people into that fight, even if he beat Robert Whitaker. Is does like the middleweight division in the UFC have a bit of a contender problem? And and because of this, let's say Duplessis doesn't win, which is very possible, he fight Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker is the next greatest middleweight in the world, not named Israel Adesanya. Does he maybe go up to to? light heavyweight after does he he try to take a second run of light heavyweight and a fight which i think if he fought jamal hill i think that's a good matchup for him
2: i agree i i mean i think that's probably the best thing for adesanya and i think for jamal hill that that's the fight i'd be trying to campaign for you know who else in the light heavyweight division is going to attract the same amount of business that israel adesanya would if i'm jamal hill and i've got those pay per view points on my contract i want the guy who's going to give me the most of those pay-per-view points I want to fight the guy who is smaller and who likes to strike and I'm bigger than, and I can hit him harder. Like that's the fight that I want if I'm Jamal Hill. And if you're Israel Adesanya, I mean, this is sort of his, his creation in the sense that he's beaten everybody um, that that was eligible at the time, but also the UFC's fault. Like you're going to book DDP and Robert Whitaker right now with this, with this intent. Okay. Well, in two months after their fight, the winner is gonna fight Israel Dasanya, probably. That doesn't make any sense. Like they're gonna go in there and beat the tar out of each other. Yeah. The, and we're gonna rely on someone making it out like the making out healthy enough, like either one of them, n- nevertheless the winner, like making it out healthy enough to go and fight yeah. Israel Sanya, to go through another training camp and another weight cut to then fight and make this date. You know, a couple months later, this is silly. The UFC did this to themselves. I mean, they've got uh, Komsichmayaev in the back pocket, also. But you're you're talking about a guy who his last middleweight fight was Gerald Murshart, if I, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. then again, hey, rankings don't matter. Like none of this matters. Yeah. They just can do what they want. <laughs> no. So I I essentially feel like we're we're you and I. I mean, we've we've done this before, and you know, in, in a previous job that we worked together. You know, we're mm-hmm. friends outside of this. So we've talked about all these fights and everything. We are nerds for this sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. maybe, our, maybe our minds are too clouded in this bubble, but it doesn't matter outside of our bubble. It does not matter. The UFC is just going to put whoever they want in there and and the the logical things they have already thrown out the window. So the illogical must be what's going to go on next, right? It, it's got to be Kamzat yeah. or he's going to, or Adesanya is going to, Go up and wait and fight Jamal Hill. That those are the only things that make any sense to me because DDP or Whitaker coming out healthy enough to then be able to fight in two months just, just sounds you might as well just read a comic book, man. That's crazy.
0: In a in a there's no rankings. It doesn't matter there's no real relevancy. It's just the fight I want to see the most out of Sanya versus either Whitaker or Duplessis. Jamal Hill. Or Hamza Shmaev, what do you want to see? Honestly, I want to see the Hamza fight. <laughs> That's the fight I would want to see. Almost yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Right, just for the fight to yeah, watch. The fight.
2: What's the fight you want to see? Yeah, at probably. Um, yeah. Followed very yeah. closely by DDP. Like I'm, I'm. Really? Why you just want to see Adis out and you crush this man? <laughs> I would never say that as as a credentialed <laughs> media member. How dare you, Jason? <laughs> what do you think? I'm some sort of pro-black nationalist?
0: On <laughs> uh, did you do like the uh the, the fa- what's that the family tree thing and you found out you got nigerian ties that what happened? i knew it i knew it but let's move and let's not get too crazy okay so let's so move on to the next topic i want to talk about this highly pushed highly advertised ain't gonna happen why are you wasting my time but also i get a thing with Francis Ngannou, John Jones—they see each other at the PFL event a week ago. They even advertised going into the event. Oh, John is in, and Ngannou—they're oh going to be there. Let's see what happens. And then they—they they, like fifty-seven thousand cameras all catch them perfectly. Meet each other. Like, I get why the PFL is doing it, and it's probably not the bad idea. You know, you draw attention to your brand. Either way, but I just feel there's other ways to do it. Um, especially cuz this fight's not going to happen. Like you guys are not going to work together. UFC's not co-promoting with the MMA promotion. They, they they did it like once with boxing. Like this just it's not it's just not going to happen. So like it, I feel like it's almost insulting the fans. Let's have this face off and what I imagine like it's not going to happen. Like John fighting Tyson Fury at this point is probably more likely than him fighting Francis Aguado in MMA. I mean, I, I, it's just weird to me. What are your thoughts on the whole confrontation and the, just the, the
2: push behind it from PFL? I mean, PFL is doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Like they're they're paying Francis a, a boatload of money to to do this. They've they've hyped everything up. I mean, they're they are building this up as much as they possibly can. And one of the hugest parts of this buildup is the idea of can Francis and Ganu beat John Jones or vice versa? Like that's that's the thing. That's the question that's centered at all of this. So why not exploit the absolute hell out of that? When you have the opportunity with John Jones wearing a shirt with a PFL logo in your building, in your venue, and Francis Ngannou happens to be there, too, in his finest of African garb. Why not? Why not? Like, they would be foolish not to. Um, And as far as being insulting to the fans, I think combat sports fans, us included, I mean, we are a group of marks and suckers. Like, everyone's going to take the bait for this. Like, everyone. So, you know, why not? absolutely why not and and at this point i think for the pfl i think it's also important to keep the pressure up if they really want to make this matchup happen just just keep applying that pressure keep um uh, drawing attention to it because it's very clear that the only entity that is not down for this is the ufc john jones would sign that about agreement in a heartbeat if if, if it was legally possible Francis Ngannou would sign that bout agreement in a heartbeat if it's legally possible. PFL would do it in a flash. ESPN, <laughs> the shared broadcast partner, is absolutely yeah. ready to sign whatever they need to sign to make this happen. The only entity that is a question mark in it all is the UFC. They are the one and only part of this equation that's saying no. So if you are the PFL, if you are Francis Ngannou, if you even if you are John Jones, if you're ESPN behind the scenes, apply the pressure and maybe just maybe you get what you want. Worst case scenario, you get some photo ops, you get a few extra views. Uh, maybe it translates to buy somewhere down the line for Engano uh, making his PFL debut next year.
0: And and the one thing they do have in terms of promotional leverage is that they have the, the, the case to say, OK, you got the heavyweight champion. Well, we got the, the, the baddest man, too. Like, he didn't lose. He was your champion. He didn't lose. You know, it's, it's so it's a good leverage that they have. As long as Francis doesn't lose in the PFL, because if he loses in the PFL, it's all gone. Like, if he lost to Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder in boxing, no big deal. It's in boxing. He took a risk. He's an underdog. But if he loses in the PFL, man, all that charm is going away. But as long as they have it, yeah, you, you're right. You swayed me. Like, they, they should maximize the heck out of it while they have it. But speaking of PFL, one of the more fascinating stories – this last week, and I don't think it's talked about enough because it's really a big deal, and, and and there was a new layer added onto it today, was Bellator President Scott Coker re- admitting last week, because there's been rumblings for a while that Bellator might be up for sale, maybe partnership, but it seems like it's more likely a sale, that PFL is one of the possible contenders to purchase them, like and, and, a, and a merger. Um, today, also, uh, advertisement, <laughs> go to sportsnot.com. Today was revealed that, Uh, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and his son, uh, Shad Khan and his son, Tony Khan, who Tony Khan is the owner of AEW, the wrestling promotion. They're also supposedly kicking the tires a little bit on Mm -hmm. buying Bellator too, which would be fascinating because Endeavor owns UFC and WWE, the ones in wrestling at MA and they could, the Khans could own Bellator and AEW, the twos in wrestling at MA, which would be fascinating in that way. But what are your thoughts? I mean, I'm sure this purists that would like to see Bellator last and stuff like that, but I'm very much in favor of an alternative. And if there's a merger and if Bellator is eaten up and it becomes PFL super and 2.0 with the Bellator at a roster, I'm kind of for it. I mean I, I feel for the people that could lose jobs and it's a tough business. But in that level I don't want to see it. But on a fan perspective, I'd like to see a merger. I'd like to see a strong second promotion that's legitimate. PFL is far better at promoting their brand than Bellator is that's Bellator's one weakness. Bellator has a better roster than the PFL. It, it's, a, it's a perfect marriage to me in a lot of ways, especially if PFL's running it. They're good at getting investments. Our Hawaiian p- p- reported today they're the reason why they're kind of back in the bidding is they've got a new round of investments that they can throw out of purchase. So um I, I'm I'm for it. I mean, one championship wants to play the game of we're just we're as big as the UFC. We don't want to work with anybody. Cool. Bellator and PFL merge, clear number two, fun promotion. What are you thinking?
2: I I definitely think there are a lot of good things that can come out of this. Um, But first thing I want to see, I want to see MVP in the smart cage. I want to see MVP throw a strike and then see all these unnecessary stats just flash across the screen. That's that's what the people really want. Okay, so let's make that happen, guys. Um, Ray, Sefo, make it happen. Make it happen. I want to see MVP throw a punch and dance. And I want to see his hip speed calculated on on, on the screen. (laughs) <laughs> so... <laughs> But, but but seriously, because I
0: can only imagine you're like, oh, his hit speed is thirty seven point two megahertz. That's, the, that's what mine must be. Yeah. That's and I'll, I'll, like be, I'll be in front of the, the
2: TV, just getting my, getting, <laughs> getting my jiggle on trying to see if I can beat MVP speed in, in, in the dancing. <laughs> I, you know what, man? It's this is this is something that no matter what way it plays out, can be very beneficial for the sport of mixed martial arts altogether. And I think it's very important that everyone in this equation know their role because if this is something that's intended like if you're gonna merge the PFL and Bellator and they're gonna take on the UFC I'm sorry you're not you're just not yeah. like yeah. even the 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 strength of both of those promotions combined does not overtake the the UFC's market share or the the yeah. the sheer monopoly they have on on talent and whatnot but you can make yourself a very strong competitor to make it as the UFC is continuing to pump out these these sort of just rank and file cards that don't really have a lot of consequence, and are, are essentially just it's just like a content farm at, at this point, you know, gives give us something alternate to the content farm, like that's that's sort of what we're we're craving. Like when one championship had their their debut in the U.S. a um, couple months back, I think it was, like that was it felt like a huge thing. It felt so different. Yeah. And granted it was the same one championship type product that we have seen, um, you know, for, for a while, but it felt different because it was in the States and it just had, it had yeah, that they overcame a hurdle. Just, yeah. It, it felt special. You know, we don't have enough of those special moments as the, this content right. farm just keeps on just, just, just rolling out new events and we don't have time to reflect on the last one and and so on and so forth. And it just keeps yeah. going in this cycle. Bellator and PFL together can throw a monkey wrench in those plans and, and give us something to be excited about sometimes. And I don't know what that format looks like because even, even though Bellator isn't known to have this strict tournament format, they have, you know, mostly one-off fights. They've been doing a lot of work in the grand prix um, last couple yeah. of years. I mean, and that's, close enough to what pfl's doing in their tournament system and pfl is dabbling more into their so-called super fights and having and having more one-off fights and that's sort of what francis and and jake paul are, are, are supposed to be a part of and Clarissa shields like yeah. this you know this this wave of sort of one-off fights there's got to be some way we can meet in the middle here if these two companies uh join forces and even if it does result in a lot of fighters getting sent their walking papers unfortunately i mean i think Executives, uh the people that work in the promotions, like that's going to be a slashing of jobs, regardless. Um, and hopefully, those people land on their on their feet as well. But as far as like the extra wealth of fighters that will be available on the market, man, because if some of them get scooped up by the UFC, well, you might have a, a at least a, a wee bit of a injection of talent there. Um, instead of more the mundane, you got extra bodies that could go to Rising. You got extra bodies that can go to one you've got people that might stick around on the regional scene more and develop more of a name for themselves and build up a better hype before they jump into the big league. So there, there's a trickle down effect. KSW even like there, there are so many different promotions that can benefit uh, including the UFC. So I I think this is a win for everyone in mixed martial arts, aside from the, those unfortunate enough to have to part ways with their, with, with their jobs. um, If, if these companies merge in some way.
0: And I, I, I'm, a, I'm a, I like the PFL league concept. I think it's a concept that can transition for a lot of casual fans and get it. And the lacking of the roster has always been a problem. If they can all of a sudden have a season that has Pitbull, AJ McKee, Nemkov, man, all of a sudden that, that that season gets really good, really fascinating, really interesting, almost must watch if you're a fan. It's always good to have alternative but it's good to have good alternatives instead of many okay alternatives. And I think the, the MA landscape is so fractured with the, and no, just back back. I like KSW. I like one championship. I like Bellator PFL, but it's just too many. Like one person can watch so butt so much and you're going to watch UFC. So it, it hurts them. If there's less to watch, that means maybe more people may watch that and that merger, that merge company. And that's good for them. But since you mentioned just a, our, our last topic and we'll get out of here is, you know, UFC making the constant content. Um, let, let's just talk about quickly UFC Jacksonville, and we're not going to do like other podcasts. We're going to run down the top fights. Oh, we're going to make a pick. You can go to other podcasts for that. That we're here for topic. We're here for conversation. We're here for interviews. So I just wanted to mainly just mainly br- uh, brush up against the the main event. That's the most interesting fight. There's some solid fights at UFC Jacksonville or UFC ABC whatever number that is called. Um, but Emmett versus Taporia, That's a good fight. That's a real a fun fight. Taporia Teporia is really like that hidden gem at featherweight that really hasn't really connected with the the bigger audience, but that dude is nasty. That dude's the fastest rising star, one of the best fighters in the division. And Emmett's a great test. Former, he just fought for the interim title, you know, was red hot and going into that that fight with Yair until he lost. Um, yeah, getting a little long in the tooth, but the guy can wrestle a little bit. Big power in his hands, which is un- uncanny for the division. Stuff like that. Um, it's a big fight to, for Taporia. Taporia is the guy that we think he can be, and he can maybe be that top level talent. This is a fight he has to win. Question is, can he beat Josh Evans?
2: Absolutely, he can. I'm not. I'm not definitively saying like, oh, this is my pick. This is a lock, and you know, take all, take your paycheck, and and run to the betting booth for Taporia. But he certainly has more than one way to win this fight. Um, yep, he's Bingo. a guy who's um, who, while we we kind of know him for you know, just knocking people out, just just deading fools out there in, in the cage mm-hmm. with, with his strikes. He's a, a very, very slick submission artist. Um, yep. This guy who before he got to the UFC, he was ripping limbs off like it was nothing. Um, yep. So is Emmett going to feel comfortable to to get on the ground with him and do with so much? I You're going to at least think about it if you're Josh Emmett, right? Any, any grappler is going to think about it. Like you saw what he did to Bryce Mitchell. Like he, he buzzed through Bryce Mitchell.
0: That was the best one. That was the best example of how good he is.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's sensational the way he did. And we know don't think of Bryce Mitchell as a pure wrestler, but this Bryce Mitchell is one of the last guys in, in the featherweight division that you want to be on the floor with, right? Um, yeah. But Taporia can definitely stand with, and I and I think from a technical standpoint, I think he's a better striker than Emmett. I he he doesn't have the same power, but he's a lot slicker in my opinion, and he has a lot more variety in his weapons. This yeah. is if he avoids that big shot. I think he, yeah. I think he does what he wants to do against Emmett, and I, I, I see this as being his his real coming out party.
0: And where does he? Let's say he gets this win, um, you know, a, a, a top win, stuff like that. It's a, it's a really kind of a landmark win. It really sets him up that he, okay, this is a legit guy. Where does he go from here? You know, because you got Yair and 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 Volkanovski coming up right after it. You got Max going to fight Korean Zombie, which is – it's like if Max wins that fight, he's supposed to. Korean Zombie is like at the back of the top ten. Like I don't feel that's going to really get Max very far unless Yair wins. Then you have a rematch that makes sense. Brian Ortega's MIA. Again, Arnold Allen lost. Could this win catapult Tapuria into possibly a fight with Volkanovsky maybe end of this year, early next year?
2: I think so. It, it's possible. I think what we're seeing, though, right now is sort of like the ripple effects of, of Volkanovsky going up in weight to fight uh, Makachev yeah. earlier yep. this year. like that's So now it's like the rest of the division it has to catch up. The contendership has to catch up to the champion being gone for that brief moment and another champion being installed. So now things are a little bit disarray. Um, underneath the, the the interim and the the um well I guess I can't say undisputed belt now but you know what I mean the two belts um, yeah. so everything under that is, is in a bit of disarray and this is the perfect sort of chaos for Teporia to to rise if he defeats number five ranked Josh Emmett um, and Holloway they say Volkanovski comes out against Rodriguez he comes out the victor in that. Um, do do we need to see Holloway again if he beats no. Korean Zombie? No. Absolutely not. Does no. Korean no. Zombie? Do we want to see that again Because no. Vulcan, Volkanovsky, no. Absolutely not. Um, like no. I said, Brian Ortega, MIA. Do do we want to see that again? Absolutely not. <laughs> Taporia T- is this is this is his moment. If he gets past Josh Emmett, it's going to be very difficult to deny him at the very least if Volkanovski decides he he beats Rodriguez or if Rodriguez beats Volkanovski and we have another sort of one-off trip to one eight, uh, 155 well Topuria at least gets an interim shot against the the winner of of uh Korean Zombie and Max Holloway or something that's yeah. that that sounds about right so Topuria either way i think he comes out uh, with the win he he gets a shot at a belt yeah. all right so let's get out of here right
0: before an hour so this is the first edition of the scrap report sports not scrap report me jason burgos he's anthony walker of course go check out our work on sports.com anthony's work on ringside intel and beyond until next time everybody please come back and bye bye